everyone, and welcome to episode 58 of the Holding Court Podcast. This week, Justin and I are joined once again by marriage and family therapist, Alana Grinus. Together, we are having a conversation about all the stress and excitement surrounding the holiday season, and we have all the tips to help you get through it. All coming up right now on Holding Court. Hi, everyone. It is everyone today. It is. We have a little trio going. It's more than just me. Ilana is and back you? with us. Hello. You have actually had some changes since you were last here in May. I have. Daily Therapy Dose has exploded. Her Instagram page went viral. What was the post? We posted on June 1st for Pride Month, and it's been seen a million times. Why do you think that that post went viral? Do you think that there was just lack of content for Pride Month So there in was that a, space? There were a lot of posts that were like sending love to, and we were the first sending love to the LGBTQ plus community. I love that. Do you feel a lot of pressure on your page now? It has changed the way I have interacted with the following, yes, because we were maybe like 3,000 people deep and it was just a passion project. And now I know that people are really watching and interacting and it means a lot more to me. I love that. Now you have a obligation to your followers to keep providing quality content. (laughs) Correct. Authentic. I think authentic content is why we keep gaining a good following and I'm really I'm really proud of it that's the road you don't want to go down you don't want to chase followers or likes or views you got to stay authentic yeah are you following us Justin I (laughs) I literally I'm literally I was typing it in my phone as we were talking about it so no I haven't even seen this viral post yet I'll text it to you later but yes I'm really proud of that post and I'm really proud of the the posts that we followed with which have stayed true to the brand but also the the interactions that we're having with followers and how they are saying that it's changed their lives for the better like the dms we get and how they love they love interacting with us now followed so yeah and our growth has been explosive but i think the best part has been communicating with others about the things that they want to see more of and destigmatizing mental health is an everyday thing and so i'm just so proud of that and the fact that i continue to get to do that through my career and and this platform I think that's great. And especially social media, which we've talked about the good and the bad and the ugly of social media, having your posts be there for people, even if it's just something short that they can read and relate to, or it, I don't know, just offers them a sense of community. Um, I think it's good. I'm all for, for positivity on social media. You know, I'm such a positive gal. So You, you are. And I really appreciate that you <laughs> believed in me and my messaging before I was Ilana Grinus of Daily Therapeutos. I know you did write me and ask me for advice. And I, I genuinely think, <laughs> wow. I genuinely think I that know like, the guru going to me. It was like, okay, wow. Let me help you but sit you, down. You saw how important <laughs> mental health was before anyone gave me a chance. And I really appreciate that. So thanks for having me back to talk about holiday stress. Of course. Well, spoiler alert, we're talking about holiday stress. We, <laughs> <laughs> we wanted to get back together and kind of get everyone ready for the holiday season. And I think it is so important because especially 
I won't say post pandemic, we're very much in the pandemic still, but I think a lot of things are getting kind of back to how they were before. And I think that adds an extra layer. So we kind of wanted to jump on here and Justin's on here as well. I'm just hanging out for some background noise. I'll chime (laughs) in every now and then, but you two are the pros. So I think last time you were jealous that you weren't here. So I was just threw you an invite. I take my co-hosting gig very seriously. So when I'm not a part of it, it makes me sad. We're happy to have you. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Okay, well, let's get into it. Uh, I've been thinking about it a lot. And actually last year, so I kind of, I don't know, naturally, you're probably not surprised, but I'm kind of a loner in a lot of ways. And I think last year when the holidays were kind of smaller gatherings, like we went home for Christmas with my family and it was just obviously my mom and my brother and my sister and their significant others and us. I'm fine with that. Like, cause I think that's more of my, where I shine in smaller groups. And so I think now going back and everything kind of, I don't want to say normal because mm-hmm. things aren't back to normal. Obviously there's a lot going on, but I think that part is kind of overwhelming where it's now you know, we're going to be at my sister's house and she may have a Christmas Eve gathering and Mm -hmm. like that comfort level and like getting back into those types of things, I think is going to take some preparation (laughs) for me to be able to be ready for that and be able to manage the stress around that. I think that you're totally speaking to the post COVID new normal and the awkwardness that comes with that after re-entering society and social gatherings that we haven't been part of for two years. And I think that that's super normal. And I think we spoke about this, which is it's so important to normalize the fact that going back into these social activities, going back to seeing our family, these routines and structures aren't normal anymore in this post-COVID, well, kind of COVID world. <laughs> yeah. And and recognizing and acknowledging, like, this is hard. And I may stumble, I may fumble, I may say something really quirky and that's okay I think everyone is going through that like everyone is just getting their toes back into the water and saying like okay this may be a holiday season where we need to have a lot of icebreakers and you know get that awkward laugh out first and then transition (laughs) into the the Christmas Eve party but I'm hoping that today we can talk about some tips for managing and and maybe what you've used in your own life when we're about to approach the holiday season and Hopefully Justin can share some of his own tips for managing anxiety. Yeah, I'll drop in my two cents. Uh, (laughs) I'm just happy to be a part of this, like I said. And uh, I think you guys hit it on the head as far as getting back into this. I mean, not normal yet, but normalness. But we've even talked about it, you know, just even at, at games this year. And, you know, one thing you see, I felt like a lot more of at Dodger games this year was you know, fans like fighting in the stands and Dodger fans fighting. And it was, we talked about how it almost feels like people forgot how to go and interact and enjoy and be around other people. And a lot of, um, you know, angst and animosity seemed to have come out even at a baseball game, which you're supposed to go and enjoy. So um, it's only going to be magnified during the holidays and, and when you get around family. So uh, I'm looking forward to hearing some tips too. I think it's already started to, even with the holiday season, we've been out just running a few errands, just regular errands, not even getting into holiday shopping or anything like that. And it just seems 
even people driving around or people in parking lots, it really seems like it's already that Black Friday kind of rush and stress mm-hmm. and anxiety and people we're where were we the other day? Parking, I think going to Michael's to get something yeah. for um I don't even know, your birthday, whatever. And people were screaming, like getting out of their cars in the parking lot because someone went down a one way and the lady was like, what do you want me to do? I'm backing up and I'm just trying to get out. And I think I'm just taking a deep breath and like extending grace to someone and just realizing, okay, this lady probably didn't plan on going the wrong way and getting stuck. You don't need to get out of your car. Everyone's doing their best. That's what I try to remind myself because I'm not, I mean, I've definitely been in those parking lot situations and you even said someone jacked your parking spot today, Justin. Today, (laughs) yeah, it was wild. Yeah, and I just think people are like, it's so much and especially like the holidays being kind of back in full swing. I think there's just that extra like weight. Everyone can just take a step back and remember how to behave (laughs) and, and just be kind to each other and realize that, okay, you're probably rushing to the store to grab that last minute gift or that last minute grocery item, but someone else might be as well. So the most efficient way to do this is just to calm down and everyone. So is that, is that tip number one? Don't wait till the last minute. I think it's give yourself enough time. (laughs) I'm not giving I, Oh wow. That's hard. That's hard for us. I think I I feel targeted by that one for sure. Cause I am last minute Lucy Mm -hmm. through and throughout. And as many times as I have lists and I have plans, I will forever be that person on Christmas Eve running into Target and they're announcing five more minutes and I'm like, oh gosh, or looking up like what market or gas station is open at the last minute because I've, I don't know. I just <laughs> yep. feel like I need to like milk that last hour of time, but I think, fully. I think to speak to that, it's like these, these are the first holidays that people are experiencing in two years. So everyone's in a rush to experience them because I think those who enjoy the holidays, this is the first time they're going to see their families. They're going to do that gift exchange. They're going to have that food, all of those memorable things that people enjoy about the holidays. And so maybe the first tip is give yourself enough time to enjoy it. Like don't rush around trying to accomplish everything. Like if you know that Hanukkah is this Sunday or Christmas is, you know, I don't know what day of the year this is. (laughs) It is this year. Plan ahead, plan ahead on term in terms of like what you're going to eat, who you're going to gift, who you're going to see. And, and hopefully that takes away some of the anxiety as well. I think that's true throughout my entire life though. I think I could avoid a lot of anxiety. I mean, we were doing our holiday card shoot today and we were down to the wire of getting ready and planning outfits. We were actually styling and planning outfits out of our trunk today at the shoot. And I think that you're laughing at me, but it is so true. But she's like, like, what did you bring? And I'm like, I don't know. A bunch of tops. And she's like, how are we matching? Yeah, literally. So (laughs) we're going to sidebar because I love to use ourselves as examples of things because why not? But I had done a online order for outfits Mm -hmm. and that includes like many. I'm like a returner because I will get. You're a returner. I'm <laughs> Mrs. Returner, <laughs> and so I will do a order, and I will get. Let's say I'm doing a sweater. I will literally buy the small, medium, large. Or if I'm buying pants, I will buy three sizes, and then whatever I wear, I wear, and then I return the ones that I don't want. So I shop online, but I fully shop and like try on online. So I got my outfits, and I kind of like scrolled through my order showed you what I was probably going to wear 
And then I was like, okay, let's talk about your side of the outfits. And I mm-hmm. thought I like heavily dropped suggestions of like a shirt that I thought would match. I pulled a sweater or two for you. And then when we got to our location, we we're shooting in Venice, not Italy. Uh, and we opened the trunk and we go to like map the outfits. It just wasn't in my mind. It just wasn't correlating the way that it should. And so I, I started to like f- think of like what boutiques are nearby that we can like buy. Sure, it, it sounds like it's eerily similar to like what this year was like. We plan ahead and everything kind of goes amok. Yeah, yeah. So it just maybe I didn't. I think I should. We should have maybe like planned our outfits together like earlier yes. and not at the location. And so again, plan ahead. Plan ahead. <laughs> Tip number one, like and it would have been a lot smoother. It worked out, and it was great. I felt great. You felt great in your outfits. And were they? Yeah. I don't know. They're going to be great. It's I mean, fine in the grand scheme of things. It's going to be great. We had a good time and all of that. But I think. The getting ready and even my, you know, doing hair and makeup, I finished and had to leave like the exact minute that my hair and makeup was done. So like adding those buffer times in for, mm-hmm. and then knowing we were driving down to Venice the day before Thanksgiving. We got lucky. Yeah. But yeah. I did add in a little time, but like it could have went minutes. very well. <laughs> 15 minutes for me. That's a I added that's a lot. That's a I added my whole damn day in with 15 minutes. Okay, so is, Courtney's going to change this up for Christmas and Christmas Eve this time. I truly don't know if that's going to happen, but if I want to avoid anxiety, I think that would be a great place to start. Yeah. I have on my list. I get my shit done, and we talk about this with the airport, and we'll probably get into travel at, down the line in the episode, but it's this, the tools are all there. I just don't execute very well. And I pull it off, so then it just further, like, I don't know, just sets in that habit of, because I got it done and today went great. I Did I learn a lesson? I don't know. I think we both can improve on, <laughs> she's really she's really good at making lists and going down and checking it off and making sure everything happens. I think where we can get better is making those lists you know, three or four days in advance yeah, instead of at midnight <laughs> the night and before. making the list for the next day. Yes. And then we're scrambling to make sure we have everything on the list covered. So, so can you hold her accountable to that? I, it's not easy because she also has, you know, her reasons why she needs to, you know, wait. Right. So, um, but yes, <laughs> I try to get her, correct I, I try to get her to think like two or three events or things ahead of time and say oh maybe we can knock out you know our photo shoot and our trip that we're coming up on and you know our like have i ordered foundation my reveal yeah like we have something coming up for, for our foundation it's like well we're going to nordstrom's or bloomingdale's like let's shop for all three of those That's or target at one time or target or, or people. yeah forever 21 wherever you're at yeah. Well, you'll ask me, do you have your dress for the wedding that we're going to in five days? Mm-hmm. The answer is no. Should I have just ordered that dress in that same order yes. that I already placed? Yes, 100%. Okay. So I think you're hitting on a few other things, which are, what are the holiday triggers that some people kind of experience? <laughs> I am an open book and I will, I am probably the poster child for what not to do for holiday anxiety. So use me. In any way that you can. <laughs> so what are some things that you're hoping to change this holiday season? Oh, wow. I, hmm. 
Hmm. I don't know. I think the planning is a good is a good thing. Okay. I think um, I've been working on boundaries with my time and what I can offer people. Yes. And I think that I'm someone and Justin's the same way. We want to be able to say yes to everything and want to be able to fit everything in. And that like spreads us too thin where I think we're not able to be fully committed or fully present to certain things. Or we have a day where we have to go to A, B, C, and D. And it just feels like this like mad dash to get to everything when I think it's fine if I just say that's not going to happen and or we can't make it to this but I think we want to be those superheroes that can do it all so I think that would be probably my biggest too and maybe expectations for things I think I go into things and I try to write the script before it happens I do this with conversations with friends that I need to have I do this with events and I think what if we go there and this happens and like I get anxious and you're separated from me or you get caught up in this car and it's like what if that never happens what if I don't know. What if this happens? What if that? And maybe it doesn't happen. And so I think those are probably my three, if I were to say. I think a big one is managing, you know, what we can control. I think it goes both ways. Um, you know, when we're back in Indiana with her family and, um, you know, everything's not always going exactly the way Courtney wants it to, or people don't necessarily want to be on board to do this or maybe a later time or another day. And, you know, sometimes I get frustrated with that, but like, it's not Courtney's fault. Those, those are things that are happening that aren't in her control. And I think the same thing happens with me, with people. And I try to explain that, like, uh, you know, this is out of my control. Like I'm doing my best, but like, this isn't all my fault. I think that's <laughs> control something controllable. I love that. Yeah, I mean, I know <laughs> we can only control ourselves and what we do, what other people are doing. Uh, but I know. try damn hard to, to control us. <laughs> I know, I know you do. <laughs> but I think that, that that's part of it, right? Knowing our boundaries, protecting our energy, understanding what we can and can't control. I think that that allows us to protect our energy. And maybe that that's the good mindset of going into the holiday season. Like, how am I intentionally protecting my energy mm-hmm. so that I have some energy left for me. I think I go into a lot of things with good intentions and I think that I have everyone's like best interests. So if I plan something and let's say I want to plan a dinner for a bunch of friends or family and people don't want to go or they cancel, I take that personally because I think, why do they not want to go to this dinner? Why is this time not working? Or why are people late? Or and why am I late? Um, all of these things. So I think... I don't know. I, I think a lot of it with gatherings or let's say I plan a dinner for my family and people just don't make it. I have to realize that I like that. Those are their reasons. Like it may, they may have their own reasons or they may not be able to do it because maybe they're anxious or they're busy or this, that or the other. And they're just not interested. And I think I shouldn't probably take that too personally. And I do, I definitely, cause I always just think, why would they not? I'm so fun. Why would they not want to go to dinner with me? Well, I think I think we're people too that take a lot of pride in like planning and setting mm-hmm. things up and and making everyone happy and accommodating to someone or mm-hmm. to everyone. So when something happens or something pops up, like that's only natural. It would be a lot easier for us if 
we just kind of winged it every time and mm-hmm. we're just like, Oh, everyone show up and we'll figure it out. And then if people didn't show up, you know, it's like, Oh, who cares? We didn't have anything planned anyway. Like that <laughs> life would be way easier, but that's just not how we operate. Yeah. And Courtney, you said this earlier, but you're saying like, let's give people grace. They're doing the best they can. Yep. That yeah. was, that was your tip. Yeah. So I'm going to add that to the list. So, so far we have plan ahead. We have set boundaries and expectations. We've got protector energy. Justin added, knowing what we can and can't control. I think that's huge. And then, I mean, giving people grace. That was the first one. Yeah. I love that one. I think that's the biggest one. People are doing the best they can right now. I try to tell myself that all the time. Even if their best doesn't seem like that much to me, I have to just tell myself that. And I think, I don't know. You could go down that road of, well, why couldn't this friend show up? Like, what could they Mm -hmm. have going on that's more important or this, that? And I think if you just lean into the, they're doing the best they can, then, and just leave it at that. Cause you can go down like so many rabbit holes of thinking of why someone wasn't able to show up for you or do this for you or this, that. And I think that's kind of a dangerous road to go down of trying to realize why and instead just saying, okay, well, that's them and I can't make them do something or make them be able to do something and they may have their reason. And I think, I don't know, that's what you can kind of go off with everyone. If someone is angry in the parking lot or someone is this, that, like you have no idea what their day looked like. And so I think thinking of that and just saying, okay, well, I don't know their situation is maybe like a good way to kind of frame it. If you end up in one of those like stressful situations. Yeah. I think that's the beauty of grace is it allows you to get outside of yourself and stop thinking about how you're affected by this and give other people an opportunity to say, maybe they're going through something. Maybe they had something terrible happen to them today, which is causing them to do something that's making me mad or to piss me off. But like to get out of yourself and think about someone else and what they're going through, I think is, is pretty special for people to have the ability to do that. Yeah, I think it, it takes a lot. Yeah, it's sure. not easy. It's it's definitely hard because, I mean, you, you, you want to take care of yourself too and you want to yeah. protect yourself and you want yourself to, you know, feel good and, and all that. But at the same time, you know, it's hard to feel like you're being mistreated but also show grace and try to understand what someone else is going through at the same time. Well, you want to think someone, if they're being rude to you in a store, is just a jerk, but they may have just got terrible news they may this may be their first holiday without a loved one or you know something like that and you really don't know and they could just be a jerk that could be possible too (laughs) but I think I don't know it helps to kind of step back and think okay I have no idea what this person's going through like the lady that was got turned around at Michael's maybe she's just a bad driver but she also could have been flustered her card could have just got declined in the store you know you have really have no idea so (laughs) how do (laughs) how do you turn that energy inward though that kindness that we're showing for other people how do we show ourselves that similar same kindness throughout the holiday season right because I do think that this is a really triggering time for a lot of people and I think most people feel some form of trigger whether it's anxiety to make our flight anxiety to be around our family that we haven't seen in a while anxiety about being in the parking lot like how do we show ourselves similar kindness this holiday season? I, I'm posing the question and hopefully we'll answer it together. But I think that that's something I hope everyone else does too, is show themselves grace. 
right? Like it's not, it's not going to be perfect. My life may not seem perfect on paper right now, but I'm still going to show up. I'm going to be the kindest person I can be to myself today. And I know there is a lot of focus on other people, especially in the holidays. It's the season of giving and it's Mm -hmm. the season of showing up to everything and being present. And I think, yeah, that is a good, that's a tough one. I think one of my biggest downfalls is, is showing other people grace in our relationship and not giving her kind of the first dibs on the grace, right? Like, or not trying to understand where she's coming from. So I'm really quick to, and she said this, says this all the time, like everyone else always gets your best side and I don't always get your best side, which, I mean, I think that's fair. We spend a significantly more time Mm -hmm. with each other, but um, I think, something that I can be better at is understanding what she's going through and how she's feeling before I'm quick to, you know, show grace or be sympathetic for all these other people. I need to make sure, you know, court's in a good place first. And, and I do miss that. I think a lot miss the mark on that. Would you agree? We've had that conversation for sure. And I, it's, it's true. I mean, I'm with you every single day, so it's not always going to be like rainbows and sunshine, but I think, a lot of times that'll be, I think it's a lot around like events with me and just anxiety and things that I'm a part of with you, which we do enjoy going to events and things with our foundation. But a lot of times that's not super easy for me. And I think you will get maybe just caught up in a conversation, which comes super natural to you. And a lot of times I'll feel a little stranded or I'll feel, I don't know, just out of place. And I, I'm always like, check in with me. Or mm-hmm. if I'm ready to leave and you're not ready to leave, like, what does that look like? And I think that's also maybe something that will be come yes. into play for the holidays is that timing and like how things are going to go. But I think a lot of times I feel like the event or whatever we're at has run its course and you're very social and you're thriving. And I think it's kind of those like, what is that signal? And I think if we go, we've talked about going into something with a timeline or a plan, Mm -hmm. like we're going to go to this event and we either have something or we need to be in bed early for something the next day. And so having (laughs) that setup of, okay, we're going to go to this party and like literally let's set a timer on our phone for two hours. And then when that, two we hours haven't is done this up, yet. We're, no. no, we're notoriously so. the last people at everything. <laughs> yeah. And it's not, I mean, sometimes we both want to be there. We've been known to close out a dance floor and have the DJ send us off party. Animals. I know, but then sometimes <laughs> I feel like I'm drowning at an event because so maybe it's I'm about not. having a code word that signals yeah. your exit. Mistletoe. Poor <laughs> <laughs> Christmas. I know. I love that movie. That is a really good movie of what not to do for the holidays. For I, yeah. I love that though. But I heard two <laughs> things in there, which is check in with our loved ones. Yeah. Courtney, Courtney used those words, which is like, babe, are you okay? Like, are you good with my family? Are you enjoying yourself? Simple check-ins or like, how can I make you feel more safe? Whereas you're out there entertaining, which you're obviously very charming and you're very social. And I think a lot of times you, your vibe of the event or the party is what you're experiencing. You're like, well, this is going great. I'm having a blast. Like I've just had a great conversation with this person. And then I'm over here like waving my arms like, babe, babe, I'm freaking out. Well, not not even necessarily what I'm experiencing, but like, I think what happens is I, I know that you're not comfortable and you have anxiety and going to these things and it takes 
a lot of courage and a lot of buildup for you to like go into them. And then when I'm at an event or talking to people and I look at you and I like, I'm shining visually checking on you. Yes, you are. Oh and yeah. Fake it till you're you make smiling, it. Course. You're putting it on and, and you're having conversations but I'm and you're sweating laughing. So profusely or drinking or. So my issue is the <laughs> assumption, right? Because she appears like she's having a good time and she's, natural at having conversations and entertaining i'm like oh she's great i don't have to worry about her which comes back to this entire topic of mental health is just because someone looks like they're fine doesn't mean that everything's great like on the it's the duck right like calm on the surface and the the little the little feet are going a million miles an hour underwater so paddling under the surface i was hoping daffy i was hoping to take it away from justin and just generalize it which is like any partner can do this yeah (laughs) um well even in i this would be in like middle school high school i would have these moments and like you just saw it before we started recording my throat is like without even thinking about it starts closing up and i get anxiety and i try to like calm myself and do the five Mm -hmm. things and all that and i think i would give like a speech in high school and I would be freaking out like with whoever was sitting next to me at the desk. I'm like, I'm so nervous. Oh my gosh. And then I would give my speech, which I had memorized fully, which was my way to deal with anxiety. I couldn't go up there and like improvise. I fully memorized word for word what was on my note cards and I would do really well. And people were accusing me of attention seeking. Oh, you just wanted us to all build you up and you knew you were going to go up there and crush it and totally minimize that I had a full blown panic before because I did well. And so I think with Justin, that's what you're like, even the podcast, you're like, you cry. And even I'll have people on here and they're like, you're so natural and you do Mm -hmm. such a good job and you've grown so much in the podcast. And it's not me saying I'm totally freaking out and I'm nervous because I want people to coddle me and be like, oh, Courtney, you're so great. Mm -hmm. I fully, I just want to share that because I think maybe other people feel that same way. Like you could still find something that you enjoy, but it scares the shit out of you and Mm -hmm. you can still grow in it and all of that. And I think if people hear that and say, oh, I really love doing this, but I'm nervous about it. I think you can find ways to get through it. And I think that's probably what you're seeing at a party. If I'm having a roaring conversation with Johnny in the corner, I may be still nervous because I start in conversations like, what if I run out of things to say? What if I'm doing this? What if I'm saying the wrong thing? And I start kind of like, I don't know, not always, but sometimes. And you see me and you're like, oh, she's just throwing her head back and laughing and mm-hmm. like cheersing and having a jolly time. It could be something different on the surface. I could be fine, but I, yeah, I think that's fair. And especially at the holidays, going to events, going mm-hmm. to family gatherings, that check-in. Yes. I think is huge. I know last time we talked about a check-in. Yeah. It was a text message, which was just a wellness check. We just would text each other wellness check. Yeah. Um, and I did that to Courtney <laughs> once. I remember that. <laughs> but, but I like that. Just like a brief check-in. Babe, you good? And and like a real you good. Yeah. And timing on events. Right. I think if you're going, and especially if you're managing different families, um, events, like some people pop into mm-hmm. a mom's Thanksgiving and then a mom or a dad's Thanksgiving, which mm-hmm. way and the other. And I think wh- how long do we want to spend here? Yes. Like how, what does this look like? If this starts to happen, what, it, like, how do we want to have an exit? And I was thinking like setting that before, but that also mm-hmm. can probably be evolving, right? It could mm-hmm. change because mm-hmm. things could be not going the way you wanted it to. And so I think it doesn't need to be like finite of, okay, we're leaving at one o'clock if I start to feel this I think it can be kind of fluid yeah so setting that exit strategy that sounds so official 
It is. Your timer goes off on your phone like, oh, those are the biscuits. And I'm like looking at you. I'm like, that's actually what It also sounds like, (laughs) I think it also could sound to people like you're planning for a negative experience. No, I think you just have a certain amount of energy to give to an event or a certain amount of time that you can give. And I think that's fair. Mm Mm-hmm. And I always just kind of think, who am I worried about upsetting in this situation? And why does that mean more than my own personal energy, mental health, et cetera? Like, I'm so focused that if I leave this birthday party at seven o'clock, what will people say if I leave the birthday party early? Are they going to say, oh, Courtney used to be fun? Or Courtney, oh my gosh, I can't believe Courtney has to go to bed. What is she this? <laughs> Are you laughing? Because I have never to be said fun? that. I've never said that. <laughs> I used to be fun, guys. <laughs> no, I, think, I don't know if I you know, but was, I used to there was be a, fun. I giggle because I know that we said that earlier. But yeah, but I think you worry. And I'm like to yes. give that energy of someone that would say, oh, why did Courtney leave and go to something else? Why is that more valued than me realizing that that's the amount of energy that I wanted to expend on this party? And you're probably a better person for that time that you gave intentionally being present yeah. than the time that you were checked out floating above space being like, oh, I want to be in my bed. Yeah. So I think that knowing that you have an intentional amount of time. I'm always floating in space wanting to be in my bed. (laughs) That is fair. (laughs) I think that knowing you have an intentional amount of time to be with those people kind of helps you stay in the moment. But I think that I want to, I want us to segue. There's so many other great tips that I know that we discussed. And I don't know if we want to talk about those or how to manage with the holidays. If the holidays are really tough and you want to avoid them like the plague. I think that's also I mean, I think we can kind of just go over a few more tips. Okay. Yeah. Do you have any special hidden ones? I mean, I mentioned the drinking and I I will bring up the drinking. I was going to say I wanted to segue back to the drinking because I think that's a big one. Yeah. I think a lot of it's obviously coping. Yes. And I think for me, I, it's knowing my limits on drinking and knowing what I'm comfortable drinking. I love having a good drink with friends. I love having a glass of wine with dinner. That's fine. But I think if I start to get overwhelmed by something or even because I'll, we'll talk about this with events. Like the second we show up to an event, I go to the bar and get a glass of wine because I don't know what to do with my hands. And so Mm. I like to hold something. (laughs) And I also think there's just, I don't know. I just need to know, okay, I can have X amount of drinks before I'm at this event or I'm at somewhere and I don't want to be loose lipped or I don't want to say something that I wouldn't have said if I was sober. I think that's a big one. Then there's also that, I don't know. I think as I've gotten older, I'm not old, but as I've gotten older, (laughs) I think no, sometimes going to something and not drinking is also fine, which I think there's just so much of I don't know if you still have those friends that are like, really, you're not drinking? Like, that's lame. I think but that definitely happens, especially yes. in the holidays if everyone's going to have a drink or They're always there. There's yep. a shot. Most people are always there. Yeah. Everyone has those friends. Yeah. I, I, think, that, I think that alcohol makes things messy sometimes, yeah. especially when things are already kind of raw. Yeah. So, so I think like my drink to like get mm-hmm. loose or relax is fine, but I think also respecting other people's boundaries with drinking and realizing that if they're not drinking, there's likely a reason or they just don't want to drink. (laughs) Do you ask that person who's not drinking, Hey court, why are you not drinking? Oh, totally. People do that like 100%. But is there any reason to do that? No, there's no, 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 no. But people are tacky and they'll fully do that. (laughs) Or if I'm not drinking at something, I guarantee someone will ask me if I'm pregnant. 
Mm. Yeah. I'm like, oh, you're not drinking? Are you pregnant? Like, that's always the first question. Yeah, I but I feel like that's something you assume too. If you're around someone and they're not drinking, you're like, ooh, maybe she's pregnant. It's possible. There's definitely, if I have a friend that's been trying and they're not drinking, I think that's definitely a thought that goes into your yeah. head. But I think, as I said, as I'm getting older, there's a lot of people that are getting away from drinking mm-hmm. and choosing sobriety at events or completely. And so I think it's like my thoughts are a little different than they would have been maybe 10 years ago if someone was well, early 20s and deciding not to drink. I think you would be like, oh, why are you not drinking? So like, maybe it's like respecting other people's choices and not yeah. putting ourselves in situations where we um, become more vulnerable to our feelings that maybe we're masking. Yeah. yeah. And appropriately masking at these events. Oh, totally. Well, I also think you can choose you know, if you do want to have a drink and not get crazy or out of control is like choose a drink that kind of fits that night. Right. Mm -hmm. Like if you're a guy who, you know, vodka sodas go down like water, like (laughs) you probably shouldn't be drinking those because you're going to be slamming them. Right. So like what I do if I go to a dinner is I'll, I'll just get like a glass of whiskey, like neat or with one ice cube because I, I can't, chug it like i have to like slowly sip it and it's gonna last me for a long time and then i'll always have a drink in my hand and and no one's gonna say i don't have an awkward no one's gonna come up to me and be like oh let me get you another drink because you you have your drink in your hand it's not that you're just holding it like a prop it's literally just something that you slow and sip on or you can hold it as a prop or that's your safety blanket yeah for sure but i've also been when we were doing whole 30 or if I'm just not drinking before the marathon a lot of times I wasn't drinking I would just get a soda water with a lime and yeah. then it's just mocktails which it's funny because you think about oh I'm doing this because I don't want people to think that I'm not drinking but then it's also delicious and why yeah. not yeah and then you just avoid all of that because I think people <laughs> especially family members I think a lot of times will ask ridiculous questions and don't yeah. feel bad about it they'll just be like, oh, when are you having a kid? Why have you gained weight? Why are you doing this? And it's like, I love that voice. No filter. Yeah. I think people just like overstep, especially in the holidays, and they think that it's fine. And so I think, I don't know, maybe having the mocktail is uh, I not lo- a big deal. I love that you brought that up. I think that that is probably one of the largest triggers for most of my clients, which is like, I'm going to go home and my mom's going to comment on how much weight I gained. Or I'm going to go home and my uncle is going to ask me why I'm not pregnant for the 10th time. And I think that knowing that those are our triggers and knowing how to deal with that is huge. So it's like, how do we talk, how do we talk to our family or how do we prep ourselves and have that conversation about like, there may be those controversial topics that come up. Yeah. How do we step away from them in a safe way or not get triggered by them? What is that answer? Like what if someone says- all ears. I mean, well, I think, I mean, I just got asked this today. When are you guys having kids? Are you going to have kids? Why haven't you had kids yet? And I really it's almost don't. almost every day. I think I, my answer, because I just like to f- freak people out to the extreme, I just say, I don't like kids. And then they're like, so, oh my gosh. And like, obviously that's then not they don't true. Have but they, I think I just love saying like something so out there that they're like, oh my. It's <laughs> like, <laughs> because really that one is, I think people are learning that more and more now. I don't know. I do still see the occasional like April Fool's joke on Instagram mm-hmm. of like, we're fake pregnant, which I'm like, really, we're still doing that. Um, but yeah, I think that is, I don't even know how to properly answer that because I just answer it like a clown because I like to mess with people. But 
I don't know. That's none of your business. Yeah. I feel like that's so I mean, harsh. But then I'm worrying about their reaction to what I'm saying instead of setting a boundary, right? Which is like that's my goal. We don't 20, know. 2022. I'm we gonna have so many boundaries. I'm just gonna have a fence around me. I think that <laughs> I think that you can either acknowledge that it makes you feel uncomfortable, which is like, hey, mom, like, let's focus on gratitude and being present with each other, or like, my physical appearance doesn't define me. I'm so happy to be here. Um, if you want to talk about this, maybe we can talk about it next year. Um, just completely <laughs> say, hold off on this for a year. <laughs> completely divert attention. But I think that I I think that the biggest thing of this is like acknowledging that it makes us feel uncomfortable and that perhaps this isn't the right time to talk about it. I think people get the message or get the hint pretty easily, but that's a huge holiday trigger. I think that there's a huge well, I keep saying the word huge, but I think that that's like the big elephant in the room for a lot of people. They don't want to come home and have those difficult conversations. So maybe even sending a text in your family group text ahead of time, like, hey, family, this is off limits. Or, hey, friends who I'm doing Friendsgiving with, like, I'm not comfortable or Courtney's not comfortable talking about this 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 evening. Let's make sure to avoid that topic. Yeah. So that our friends and family and, and whomever else we spend the holidays with really are sensitive to our needs. And and I'm not saying like, again, that we need to be coddled, but more so that this is the most enjoyable time for people who may really not enjoy being showcased in that way. Yeah. I think that's fair. Yeah. And I think, I mean, really, I think for most people, it's just like an, a safety net of an icebreaker for a conversation. Like what it, like, mm you know, when you meet new people, uh, this is not necessarily for your family, but you meet new people. I was playing golf. Oh, what do you do for work? Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, are you married? Do you mm-hmm. have any kids? Right. No, you want to have kids? Like yeah. those are just like the, like they just get thrown out with like, that's, that's a conversation, but like really, you're not really talking right. about anything, I guess. And I always just say when everyone's like, Oh, do you have kids? I said, yeah, I have two. Yeah. Two little miniature pinchers. There are are kids. (laughs) They are. And one is sleeping in your lap right now. It's very cute. Yep. Well, I think along the lines of that, like you mentioned the conversational trigger, I think money is a huge trigger. And it could even be someone asking, maybe a family member that is struggling with finding a job or something happened during COVID with their employment. I think it could be tied to that, but it could also be, money around spending or gift Mm -hmm. giving or expectations of what you're supposed to bring to a Christmas dinner or I don't know, you have a big family and you're stressed out about getting everyone gifts, like ways to kind of manage that where the focus on the holiday, which it shouldn't be, but it's become that is Mm -hmm. not so much on money and spending money and proving your how much you care about people with how much money you spend. I think that is something to keep in mind. I think that the Hallmark holidays have made holidays about gift giving. I do love the Hallmark channel though. So (laughs) (laughs) I just think that it's become this thing about gifts and less about gathering and practicing gratitude. Yeah. But I, I think that that is a huge financial, financial stressors are huge. And I, I play Hanukkah Harry with my family. Which I couldn't stop saying Hanukkah Harry earlier when you were talking about this because <laughs> it just makes me so happy. And I actually wish you would invite me to Hanukkah Harry. Oh, the Sunday. 
So, well, you probably already paired off with we your did. Hanukkah we Harry. So, so basically, I'd have to. Justin would have to be my Hanukkah Harry. Okay, all right. Okay, <laughs> the Turner's first Hanukkah. But I think, <laughs> I think that the idea of that is we are twelve. My immediate family is twelve. Yeah, and you choose one person. At, well, you put everyone's name in a hat. You choose one person, but you set a limit, and then nobody feels like they have to give everyone in the family a gift. It takes some of that stress away. Yeah, but also. You can ask your family to, instead of doing gifts this year, like write each other really personal notes and frame them. Go to the dollar store, and now I know it's a dollar twenty-five, but um, I think they should call it dollar quarter tree. Dollar, dollar <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> but like buy a frame and put that special note in in a frame, or um, ask for an experience. Maybe you all go to the aquarium together, or you go to a garden and you have a picnic and maybe that's your gift to each other which is the gift of time so I think maybe this is the year that we're a little more creative with our gifts and we're a little less about how do we spend our money to show that we love each other maybe we we can all as a family come up with something a little different to take away that financial burden and stress I like that I I think I know that's a little outside of the box no I think that's fair and I think the it's overwhelming it's also time consuming if you think of a big i mean 12 people (laughs) and then you're shopping for them and spending all that money and it just seems i think a lot of times you're struggling to like okay what can i get this person you're not even at that point with that many people you're not even putting that much thought into the gifts no these are just trying to like check off the box so if you're able to just match up in hanukkah harry with one person so Hanukkah to, Harry's like secret Santa, but we call it Hanukkah. I know, yeah. but I like but saying Hanukkah Harry. <laughs> I think I think also, and I know that this kind of ties in, which is like set a budget, right? Set yeah. a budget for what you're comfortable spending and what goes beyond your means. And and that's it. And you're allowed to tell people you're tapped out and that you'll revisit this next holiday season if you want to. And not everyone not everyone feels that need. And I think it's okay. Yeah. I think it goes back to grace and, and yes. when you reach out to your family, whether you're on one end or the other, um, you know, whether you're asking for a smaller budget for your secret Santa mm-hmm. or whether you can afford whatever and someone in your family is in that situation and having a little bit of grace and, and understanding everyone and making sure, you know, you're not embarrassing anyone or showing anyone up. And if it is, a smaller budget than you're accustomed to, like it's actually good for you because now maybe you have to be a little bit more creative to give a thoughtful gift rather than just buying a Xbox 360 and <laughs> throwing it at someone, which hey. takes zero thought, but I'm sure every kid in the country would love. I don't know. When <laughs> um, those things are sold out, that takes a lot of creativity. When my dad had to hunt down a Tickle Me Elmo for me back in the <laughs> 90s, <laughs> He had to go to so well Santa dad had to go to so many stores and track them down. Mm. That was like the height of when people went crazy on Black Friday, and yeah, it does take some creative planning to hunt down those gifts too. So I love that. I track. I, I just it. had to shout out Tickle Me Elmo, <laughs> make myself feel old. I love that we we can talk about creative gifts. I think that not all gifts have to be physical monetary gifts yeah the gift of time is so valuable um and giving back together as a family unit or friend unit is huge as well and and how meaningful i love that, that is. too like inviting someone to go volunteer yes. volunteer your time i think is so valuable and then you can grab lunch after dinner mm-hmm. after and then it's a whole day and talk about 
what you did and what you experienced. And I think just that quality time, which we found out talking about love languages, that quality time, Justin. Yeah. Couples therapy with Ilana Jonas. <laughs> That's your love language. Yeah. Even gifting. And we, we were talking about it, gifting like an experience and yes. it doesn't have to be an extra. I mean, I'm not talking about like taking your family of 12 to Hawaii. No. I'm talking or about like planning. Or like in Home Alone when they went to France, which who was paying for that? <laughs> yeah. That right? was absurd. I don't, I don't know. Mr. McAllister. <laughs> Deep pockets. No, I think it was his brother <laughs> was actually the one. Oh, no, his brother had the apartment in France. Yeah. I'm not quite sure. Mr. McAllister might have been rolling deep. Oh, you've watched this a few times. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. But Justin, yeah, what, what you, else could we do? Also, count your children at the airport is, I think, a tip that we should <laughs> add to this so we don't don't leave anyone behind. I just think the experiences are, are more special because, like you said, the best gift is time and then you give someone an experience or you gift your family an experience where you're literally buying more time to mm-hmm. spend with them. And it doesn't have to be anything crazy. It could be, you know, something I've always wanted to do is rent one of the little paddle boats on, on the lake. Lake Balboa? Echo Park. Oh, Anywhere, okay. any of them, right? You drive around, you see these lakes and They're there's so people cute. out on the paddle boards like that or the paddle boats. I think that is something that would be really cool. And obviously a fun day to mm-hmm. spend with, uh, your loved ones and just make more memories that you could talk about for a lifetime rather than something physical that, you know, you use every now and then and, you know, you don't really talk about. I feel like Courtney's made you one of these. I'm not sure. Maybe I'm making it up, but like a coupon book of like, cash this in for a day at Lake Balboa on the Swans. Oh, yeah. yeah. The yeah. coupon book. Yeah. Yeah. Those are really cool and thoughtful and yes. neat. And yeah. And, yeah. Th- and they're free, right? Yeah. You make them for free and then you gift someone the gift of memories. Yep. Yeah, and I love that. So hopefully if you're feeling anxious about financial things this holiday season, hopefully we gave you a few cool ideas. Yeah. yeah. And if you have some cool ideas, make sure you share them with us. Yes, we want to hear all those ideas. Yeah, we're always open to the ideas. Okay, well, let's touch on the people that maybe just want the holidays to be over. I have a few friends that have mentioned that whether it's they're grieving or just triggers from the holidays – um, especially this year, they just want to wake up and have it be January 1st and the holidays are just over. What are some things that they can do to make it through, but still, I think, I guess they don't really have to enjoy it. I guess just no. make it through. Yeah. No, I, I, we were talking about this earlier, which is holidays are meaningful to each of us because of the meaning we ascribe to it and attribute to it. Mm-hmm. So each of us have, have, has our own individual meaning to the holiday season. So I don't think it's wise to suggest to a friend to like pretend like the holidays don't exist because no matter where they go in the world, they will find the holidays, quote yeah. unquote. I think it's important to help our friends or our family who are struggling with the holidays come up with their own traditions and routines around the holidays. So maybe you host a Friendsgiving or maybe instead of like gift giving, you go and volunteer at a shelter I think the best thing that you can do is kind of reprogram what the holidays mean for you yeah, and create something new for yourself. So, I mean, what is a new tradition you and your family can do? Yeah. That doesn't have to be like Christmas trees and et cetera. It just, is it getting in your pajamas and eating ice cream for breakfast? Well, then that's maybe your new tradition every yeah. year. And that becomes special. And that's the memory that you have around. And you're going to enjoy it. Yes. Around mid-December. So can we make choices to create our own traditions? And then I think it's about 
really digging deep and finding a community of support. So not everyone is super blessed with like families that they feel close to or friends that they feel close to, but I guarantee that they are not the only person who's feeling that way. Yeah, Loneliness is like a mental health epidemic right now. Mm -hmm. People are feeling loneliness in record rates. So reach out to support, join a Facebook group for people who are grieving similar losses to your own. Go on meetup.com, find a hiking group that goes on a hike on that day of the year that feels triggering to you. But really dig deep to find other people because I guarantee there is somebody else who feels the exact same way in this world than you do. So create your own tradition, dig deep, find a community. I think check in with the people that you know are there that love you and support you unconditionally. Did I miss anything? I think continuously check in too. It's not yes. like a one-time thing and like, oh, okay, I checked that box. You no. Because again, you someone can be happy in that moment, but when the moment's over, um, you know, it's real easy to go right back into the sadness. So um, I think it's something you got to continue to and, do and be there and support, um, you know. And when January 5th rolls around, it doesn't mean that like that sadness suddenly goes away. Yeah, and know? I think with grief as well, I think people that have experienced loss, I think they go through that period and there's funeral or memorial and you have all this family in town and then all of that goes away. And then I think that's probably when people need that support and that community the most. So same with the holidays, you might have the friend that you check in with and they came over for Friendsgiving and they seem great. And then, yeah, like you said, January, February rolls around and it like, it doesn't just end. Like you shouldn't just stop doing that. So I think that's, I think it's a good reminder for your friends who've like openly expressed, like, I just want to wake up and I want it to be mid January. Yeah. I think like the best question you can ask them is like, how can I support you through this time? Mm-hmm. Let them like help you answer that question. And if they can't throw out a few suggestions, like, would it be good for me to cook meals for you? Do you want me to check in every day? Do you want to go on walks every other day? Give them a few suggestions, but how can I best support you through this time? And yeah. disassociate it from the holidays. Just, Talk about the time that you're in right now. Yeah. And and let me be here for you. I'm I'm ready. Um but yeah, I know a lot of people dread the holidays. Yeah. For and all of the aforementioned reasons. Yes. <laughs> well, I think that's a probably a good place to to end. I think it's hopefully we've given everyone some good ideas and some good planning tips to go into this. And can we can we end it with just talking about the practice of gratitude for like two seconds. Yeah, yeah. of course. I, I think like that, that I think that no matter what, whether we're on the spectrum of like loving the holidays or hating the holidays or that like we can all ground ourselves in a little gratitude. And I know that there's tons of studies that show that gratitude really changes changes the way our brains think, changes the chemicals that are released in our brain and help us feel like happier, healthier humans. So whether you love or hate the holidays, my one hope is that everyone practices a little more gratitude this holiday season. So being thankful for the shelter that we have, the food that we take in, the running water, the connection to electricity, our Wi-Fi, yeah. <laughs> um, all the little things, and, and hopefully just practicing that a little more this holiday season. We have so much to be grateful for, especially in this post-dish COVID world. Yeah. And maybe just even recognizing that for a few minutes. I love that. I hope that that's like what we can end off on too. I think that's a good one to end on. 
Being, for sure. Being love grateful. what you have. Love what you have. <laughs> yes. Don't take it for granted. Yeah, definitely. So a little more gratitude and grace this holiday season. Yes. Well, I hope we've sent everyone into the holiday season with, I don't know, a little insight, a little gratitude. Yes. And what I'll do is <laughs> I will take our tips and I'll make them into a slider of some sort. I love, she's going to go viral again. Let's do it. And then that way it's tangible. So it. We yes. can we can then in all recap. forms. Yes. Yeah. We can recap. It's all modalities for all of us. I love that. Well, thank you. Thank you for again having me and for chatting. And I'll thanks, Justin, for joining. Thank yeah, you, Justin. This was fun. Hopefully I'll see you in twenty twenty two. Yeah, absolutely. Let's do it again. Okay. We gotta do a pre uh Valentine's Day episode. Oh wow. <laughs> That's we could do couples therapy with Ilana and oh it could my just gosh. be unscripted. Uh-oh. I told you I'm an open book, so okay. I love that. And then May we're gonna do it again for mental health awareness month. Let's do it. Okay. Mark your calendars. Plan ahead. Plan ahead and be ready. (laughs) And then and then that time we'll be we'll be a little more prepared and we'll ask you all to send your questions in so that we can address them. Yeah, because I think maybe this will bring up some questions for people that they want answered. Hope so. I love that. All right. Well, thank you everyone for listening. And as a reminder to subscribe, whatever way you get your podcasts. And if you're an Apple Podcast listener, make sure you are giving us those ratings and reviews we love them and we read them and we appreciate all of your feedback and that's going to do it for this week and we'll talk to you all next time see ya bye bye